Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, it's the last time we're getting together this late at night in 2021. We're talking about Hawkeye Episode 6, so this is Christmas. All that and more for the set, we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And we have two lovely guests with us today. We have, from Superhero Ethics and the Star Wars Universe podcast, we have Matthew Fox. How you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm good. I want to tell you, those blue cups that say coffee are used in every New York City thing. It's not a coincidence. <gasps> Just needed to back up my girl Ashley about that. The New York City coffee yep. cups always going to be shown. Since she said <laughs> that on the podcast... I started watching 30 Rock. Like, I just randomly started watching 30 Rock, and they uh-huh. are in every scene. <laughs> like, I'd they never really seen are. them in my life, and they are in every single scene of 30 Rock. They're walking around the office, every scene. And, and there's a scene where somebody falls on the ground, and there are like six of them scattered on the ground as trash. I was like, okay, she was just absolutely right. <laughs> okay. Just needed to represent. Move along. <laughs> totally agree. And Ms. Melissa Khalil, how you Hello. doing, friend? Doing good. I'm sad that the show is over, but I'm very excited to talk about it. So sweet. We yeah, I'm I'm super sad the show is over. And it like I feel like it got better every week. You know, it just like kept ratcheting up and up and up and like the emotional stuff got better. The levels of action in this last episode with uh spoiler alert, uh with Hawkeye really having it out with Yelena and having both a great action sequence combined with an emotional moment, and then Kate Bishop getting to fight freaking Kingpin, and Maya fighting Kazi. It's all incredibly, just great action, great emotions. It was wonderful. What did you guys think? I feel like it got better and better because it got closer and closer to Yelena, and then closer and closer to Vincent D'Onofrio, and that's why the last episode was the best is because there was so much Vincent D'Onofrio in it. I will not fight you on that. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess I'm the fly in the ointment here. To me, at least, Disney Plus is really having trouble sticking the landing. And I'm noticing in the chat, we're getting a lot of critique. I, I, there was a lot more I wanted from this episode. Like, I just, I felt like D'Onofrio kind of was more of a joke than like a, a serious character like he'd been in Daredevil. And I don't know, like, there were some great scenes, like Yelena and um, Clint was really good, there was a lot of great action, there's there a lot of things that were good, it just felt, I, my partner and I watched all of episode one through five last night, just kind of get pumped for it, and I was just, there was just so much there, and there was so much like left hanging, and I just, I don't know, I felt like they just didn't stick the landing. I'm going to disagree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree with Fox. Like, I feel like it was a ton of action, and I, the action that we got was really, really great. But I feel like there was so much, like, ramp up that I feel like we barely got a lot of conclusions to stuff. Like, the watch, I feel like, should have been a bigger deal, but that's just mm-hmm. me. Yep. Like, I, you know, I like the tie back that, you know, uh, Laura, I keep wanting to call her Linda Cardellini, but uh, Laura was a S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> agent, which was great. Not just any S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Yeah, she's Agent 19, 19. Yeah, which is apparently in comics Mockingbird, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's cool. But, like, wh- why did the tracksuit mafia want that watch so badly? I don't know. Like, was there anything special about the watch other than that it was a S.H.I.E.L.D. watch? Like, do we know? I don't know. Yeah. I think the scene with Yelena and Clint was really great, but I wish I got just a little bit more because I feel like there was, you know, 
a, there was so much history there, like shared history with Natasha that I wish I, like I could have gotten a whole episode of just those two talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially like not to, not to be the, the, the one that's like talking about looks or fashion. Cause I'm f- the farthest from an expert on those things, but her hair was amazing. Incredible. <laughs> In Incredible, insane, insatiable, every single amazing adjective I could say. She looked Call amazing. Them. Real stegosaurus vibes. <laughs> this is not a complaint about the show. This is a complaint about Disney Plus. I, I, I'm so angry at the way Disney Plus always uh, spoils things with like the images they show. Because we had seen... at least. It, I, I certainly had the picture of Clint and Kate both in the purple suit. And yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. the reveal in the middle of the episode, would, he had fought so hard against it, the reveal would have been so much more powerful. Because I got to that moment, I was like, I'm supposed to be super excited about this, but I've seen him in the suit already. Yeah. yeah. And when she's come sliding in, you're wearing it! And he's like, yeah, 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 it's not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It should have been a bigger deal, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I saw all those promotional stills, but I guess I still didn't know if those would be in the episode, because... Maybe there were some screenshots from episodes, but I guess I just took that as like promotional shots. I didn't think I didn't think for mm-hmm. sure. I guess after they mentioned two episodes ago that they were making costumes, I was like, we're going to see them in costume. Like at that right. point, it was pretty, yeah. pretty sure. But you also have this tendency, Matt, to come that to compartmentalize everything. So like if you've seen mm-hmm. a spoiler, you just pack that shit up and put it away. Yeah, like I, I like fold my brain, so I'm like, well, this doesn't necessarily mean anything. This could or could not mean anything, and put it on a shelf. <laughs> <laughs> then he gets it out later, like, oh, that did link back. Mm-hmm. I will say, I, I think my favorite thing, because I, I don't want to be just too critical, although we'll get more into that. The, the Yelena and Clint was great, but Yelena and Kate again was just. It, like they'd had that wonderful conversation where Elena was completely in control in, in Kate's apartment. And now Kate's trying to fight her. And like, they keep had like just that whole running thing through the building. And like Kate wants to fight her, but Elena won't even take her seriously. She's like, no, no, I like you. You, you stay, we're not going to fight. And just all the stuff about like Elena admiring her and like Kate being mad that she like, it was just, those scenes were phenomenal. I agree. Yeah, th- I think that was the best part of this entire episode for me personally was Yelena and Kate. Every single scene they had together <laughs> was incredible because it's just like <laughs> neither of them truly want to fight each other. No. <laughs> like, Kate just wanted to be in the way. She said, stop making me like you. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, they're just complimenting themselves in between like crushing each other's ribs and throwing them over tables. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, yeah. it's like you did that I, cool throw thing. Yeah, that was great. It's like yeah. just like sister vibes and I love it and I need more of it. Like I could take oh. a sitcom with the two of them. You're oh, yeah. going to get more of it. I, I damn well better. Like <laughs> Yelena's next move is kind of up in the air. Like last time yeah. we saw her, her next move was to kill Barton. And, you know, assuming that that urge doesn't come back. Like, we don't really know what's next for her. Yeah, and I can't imagine yeah. she'd go back to Val to take more jobs if the last job Val sent her on was to kill her sister's killer who was not her sister's killer. You know what I mean? But she was also hired by Eleanor, who is now in jail. Right. Right. And on the other side, I don't know if Val would take her back because she broke a contract. True. Absolutely. She didn't fulfill her mission. That is we very true. We don't know, though, that that's the thing that... 
We don't know if that's a thing with Val. We we know frighteningly little about Val. Right. But but any, anyone who's running an agent, you'd think that like I think Matthew makes a great point because like yeah, anyone no, who's yeah, running it's an agent, likely. it's it's likely that that diminishes her faith in Yelena. But I just can't see them. More. I, I honestly just don't see them having a good relationship after this. Um, more so because freaking yeah, that's so personal. To like she mani- she was very clearly manipulating Yelena with false information about mm-hmm. the, the, one of the biggest pains in her life, and being like, "This is a thing you must do for your sake." I'm, I'm giving you a job you want to do, and, and it's just a lie. It's it's, it's the same yeah. manipulation that we saw Ronan taking the hit uh, uh, from. Uh, Kingpin, apparently. Uh, we saw Maya trying to kill um, Ronan or whatever. Like, all these things are people manipulating others with their uh, right. emotional connections, you know? Which I think was one more thing that was missing. And I know, Melissa, you were saying you wanted more of the Elena Clint stuff. And I'm not sure if you were thinking in this direction. But for me, like, one of the main themes of the whole show has been, you know, as Clint said, we are weapons and we get pointed by other people. And it's this like discussion of like, you know, Clint had all these problems when someone wasn't pointing him, but also maybe you should be pointing yourself and you shouldn't listen to others. Yelena is a fundamental part of that conversation too. And I'm glad Clint and Yelena got to talk about Natasha, but for Yelena not to talk to either Clint or Maya about this idea that she, like the two of them, is also someone, a weapon who gets pointed and maybe she should have more of a role in deciding. It, it just felt like that. I could have used five minutes less of people fighting on the ice and five minutes more of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Yelena's in a place to talk about that sort of thing yet. Like, she's still grieving. And I, I feel like this part, or this, her role in, or uh, the stage that she's in, I guess, mm-hmm. in Hawkeye is like the, the bargaining point of like, if I can just, if I can take out him, then that will make my whole process easier or like, you know, it's not like she thinks that it's going to bring her back, but it'll make her feel better about it, I guess, or it'll justify it in some way. If she can bring justice, it'll like fix things. It'll bring her peace. She's not at the, at the point yet of being like, you know, the, that introspection of I'm a weapon. I got pointed at the wrong person. I need to figure out why I'm letting myself be pointed at anybody. Yeah. Oh, sure. I'm more saying that I wished, there been some of Clint saying it to her, even if she wasn't in a place to hear it. Yet. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, pl- sow the seed. Yeah. The thing you got to think about with this show, this whole last episode is the fight sequence, right? Like, you think about these big whatevers, and I, I do, I'm not saying it couldn't have these been more whatevers. substance. These big arcs or big movies, right? Yeah, right. Like, if this were a six hour movie, this is the last battle sequence. The sub, a lot of the substance was last episode. We got, um, Yelena, the, the Yelena and Kate chatting uh, thing. And we did get great moments with Yelena and Clint talking about Natasha. Um, and then the, the point that you're making, Matthew, um, about missing that uh, we're, we're, we're weapons being pointed at each other. I agree that Yelena is inherently part of that discussion. And I think she will be down the line in more Marvel properties, but like, especially whenever she has to confront Val. But like, that was last episode. You know, that was the thing that they did last episode to wrap it up. And I get, I get wanting more of that conversation, more of that substance in a finale, but I don't know. We got a different substance with, I disagree that Kingpin seemed came off as a joke. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I disagree. 
I think Kingpin really was menacing. I don't think he's as menacing as some of the Daredevil stuff we saw him in, but... Well, it's daytime. It yeah. was. It was daytime, and he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, and it's Christmas. It's like, it's oh, kind of weird. Hawaiian shirt and hat. It's just like, no, no, that's not, not my Kingpin. Yeah. <laughs> when he put the hat on, I was like, what are you doing? And yeah. where was he? Like, he was like hiding out in a place with like beaded curtains, and there yeah. was like Hawaiian like decor all around. I was like, He's where like, are you right I, now? Like, I was like, is this your hideout, your lair now? Like, <laughs> oh, the how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, it's a little lamer than that penthouse you used to have, isn't it? <laughs> right. I, I run this city from this college kid's dorm. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a boy, <laughs> when I was a boy, I'm I'm still a boy inside. I gotta say though that like that first few scenes where where Vincent D'Onofrio is just sitting behind a desk, I don't know that I breathed the entire time. He was yeah. so menacing. That's what I wanted to get to. That might just be like latent carryover from when he was in you know the Daredevil series, and I remember how menacing he was there. But still, I, he still had it. Like he fell right back into that role. The eye twitch, that very subtle eye mm-hmm. twitch yeah. that he had when Yelena, yeah. or not Yelena, when Eleanor, when Yelena Lenore <laughs> was trying to quit, he's like, you can't quit <clears throat> this job, I'll strangle you. Like, mm-hmm. Car doors. Yes. Yes. Better hope there's no car doors nearby. <laughs> <laughs> he ripped off that car door. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> we know who it is. We know what he does with car doors. <laughs> <laughs> That's his strongest weapon. <laughs> He's like, because it's the holidays, there are no car doors nearby. I'm going to give you one minute to decide. Oh, <laughs> that's why he has a used car dealership. <gasps> oh, we've cracked it. <clears throat> that's where he learned to use his greatest weapon, the car door. <laughs> you figured it out? Now Kingpin's a joke. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I kept trying to think about this as if you've never met this guy before. And you have this character that, like, an Avenger is worried about for six episodes. He keeps talking about the big guy. So, like, you already know that he's something intense. You know that he runs Maya and all these other, like, people. He, he, he knew he has this huge army of tracksuits. Um, and then also, in the end, that, that scene with uh, Eleanor in, in the, the dorm... Uh, it's just really, really wonderful. Like his, his, that whole, like, because it's the holidays, I will give you when one minute to reconsider. I don't need a minute. And you just know that she fucked up. Like, even if you've never met this Vincent D'Onofrio Kingpin before, you're like, Oh, I see who this guy is. He is not going to take that lying down, you know? And the scene with Kazi a moment later, Oh, I could, I agree with Jeff. I couldn't breathe. I thought in those first parts of the episode, he was perfect. It was just more, it was, I don't, I don't want to think it's just because of the Hawaiian shirt, because it was just, but it's something about like after the Hawaiian shirt, they just, I don't know, it just, it just seemed like a different character. The Hawaiian shirt was a weird choice. I'll give you that. <laughs> Especially in, around the holidays. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's the style. Like, I guess we're no. not in 2024 yet, but. Should have given him like a, a, a tacky sweater. I would have bought that. No, I liked it. Can I ask about the, is this Netflix MCU questions with, with, the Kingpin, or should we hold off on that? I think it's fine, yeah. There's a specific question I have. We're saving Spider-Man stuff, by the way, until the end. Right. We're going to give you guys a spoiler or warning for Spider-Man stuff. So here's the thing. One of the things that we're... Because I think this is, this is a question, I think, of... Uh, is this the same 
kingpin that we have seen, or is this maybe a, an idea of like in many different universes, Wilson Fisk becomes this kingpin, but right. they, they don't have the exact same histories. And the reason why I think it's particular for this one is, Grant, I have not seen, I, I, I watched season one again like six months ago. I don't have a perfect memory of it, but my memory is that one of the things he talks about with um, uh, Veronica. Vanessa. Vanessa. Thank you, Vanessa. Vanessa. Is, is how alone he is. How he yeah. doesn't have any connections. Mm, I right. don't, I'm having no trouble reconciling that with him having a, basically a niece that he has these strong feelings for. Uh, even if he's willing to order her death, but that clearly he does have a familial relationship. So to me, that suggests that this is a different universe in which Wilson Fisk, this universe's Wilson Fisk has also become a kingpin and it may have also had similar adventures to the one we saw on Netflix, but is not the same universe. Does that... What are you thinking some of the things? As bad as I want it to be the exact same Kingpin, the exact same Vincent D'Onofrio character, the same Wilson Fisk, he's been through so much in the Netflix series, and he had such a different... You know, like we said, he, he had that penthouse, he had... Mm -hmm. You know, he went to, like, art galas, and, I mean, he still might do that, but... That seemed like a, a character that is has a bit of a different path, a different trajectory. And this one seems to be, uh, I would call them variants. As much as I want it to be the same one, I don't think they are. Jeff's right. Like, as much as I want it to be the exact same character that had the same experiences, I just, I don't see how the two, like the Netflix and what we've seen in Hawkeye can kind of yeah. coalesce. I can't really reconcile those both. Yeah. But the the thing that makes it okay in my mind, this is this is my headcanon Avenger going on, is that Vincent D'Onofrio now gets to play a different version of this beloved character that he spent right. three seasons with. And we get to see a different perspective on this character with different uh, life experiences and different connections. Yeah, like, I, I don't think I'd be mad if it was a different one, although I really hope you're right that we get to, because I, when, granted, we didn't see a body in a Netflix, if we, in MCU, if we don't no, see a body, I, I certainly hope so, because if, if that's our only Vincent D'Onofrio back in the real MCU... Mm. We're taking it to the streets. Yeah, we're rioting. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be our response to everything. It's like, if this doesn't happen exactly the way that I wanted to, then we are rioting. Yeah, right. <laughs> I do think the way they set it up, what I have to imagine is that Maya has just killed the person she loves. She's not going to kill her uncle now. Like, she can't do both of them. And so what we what we heard was her, like, firing the gun into the air or something and letting him yeah, get away. Or it's very possible. I do have to say about the uncle thing. We yes, maybe he has this strong connection, or maybe it's just manipulation, because he has this powerful person under his control who thinks he's the loving uncle, and he's really just been using her for her whole life and her and her father. And like, there is a scene where he she like comes in and she she he like hugs her and tells her he loves her, and then immediately orders her death. And it's just like, does he love her? So that whole like being a different character from the because of that connection, I don't know. Uh, I'm saying I'm, I'm not saying he is the same character, but I think the jury is still out on that whole thing. I mean, even if it's not a genuine connection, 
he tells Vanessa, I'm totally alone. Oh, by the way, I've got to go hang out with my niece now. Like, I think that's still going to cause right. something. I actually saw in the chat, Courtney O'Brien had a good point that maybe if Fisk wasn't blipped, that maybe he formed a better connection with Maya during the blip. Mm. I mean, obviously they have that whole history of, you know, her when she was little, but maybe they, you know, reconnected or I'm just trying to find a way to make this work in my brain. <laughs> when Maya was a girl. <laughs> I was waiting for that line this episode. I was like, say it. Say it. <laughs> you see, that's what he did on Twitter. Uh, he said when I was a boy and posted a picture of him in Hawkeye or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I just like that he knows how important that phrase is. Mm-hmm. Well, he probably listens to the podcast, like, <laughs> with Feige on their morning drive into the office. Yeah. We know for a fact that he was he was not blipped, because we know that th the whole debacle with her father happened while Hawkeye was Ronin. So we know that right. that all happened during the blip. Right. right. That's true. Mm -hmm. Good point. Yep, yep, yep. And she was too old to be little kid in a dojo at that point. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was, she was fully an adult when... Her father died at, at Ronan's hands, which we don't know exactly where in the blip that was, but, you know, somewhere in that five years. Am I the only one uh, when, like, as we were kind of watching this series that, you know, usually we get set photos leaked and stuff. Did anyone see set photos of Vincent D'Onofrio, like, on the None. Hawkeye set? Because as None at all. he was, like, fighting Kate on the street, I was like, man, if I evaded those, good for me, but, like... Usually those, you know, get leaked. So I'm really, really happy that that was, you know, more of a pleasant surprise that wasn't, yeah. you know, foreseen. Because a lot of times people, you know, just see things and you see a picture and you're like, oh, that's super cool. But, you know, wish it would have been the more of a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wish I hadn't been spurled. I am coming to think between this and some of the other surprise stuff and Eternals and some other things, I am coming to think that. 99% of the surprise leaks MCU didn't want that to leak is 100% things the MCU wanted to leak. Because, yeah, right. like it seemed like there's stuff that the, the very important reveals almost never actually get fully revealed. I mean, maybe they do, and I don't pay much attention to them, but yeah, they clearly kept that very much on lockdown. There, there's definitely leaks that we don't see because we intentionally don't look for them. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking, like, says the guy who hasn't watched any spider-man trailers <laughs> yeah every time someone posts and says like they thought the movie was not so good because they'd seen it all in the trailers it's like ah sweet vindication my name is spider-man well and and not to get into spider-man stuff yet but this is about the trailer not about the movie apparently marvel came out and said that they were not planning to use the returning villains in the trailer at all until Alfred Molina slipped up and then they put Doc Ock in the trailer. And I'm guessing that's when the pumpkin bomb got added to the trailer too. And it's like, so we weren't even supposed to know that going in originally, according to their, their ad campaigns. And then they added okay. it in after, after Alfred Molina messed up. <laughs> I, I've said it before. We shouldn't have gotten any trailers for that movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Completely dark. Mm -hmm. uh, so let me ask you this. Cause I'm also someone who will often say like, look, Things don't make sense. That's fine. Just go ahead and enjoy the movie anyway. But that you know, like anybody, there's certain things that will pull me out. And I, yeah, I was finding it very hard to watch that last fight scene as it went on and on and on because this is happening in the middle of downtown, not you know, in the middle of the center of New York City. 
there are police officers who are LARPing at the moment, but are police people. <laughs> there have been gunshots into one of the most well-known buildings in New York City, mm-hmm. and the police don't show up for like 10 minutes. Right. It, it just became so ridiculous to me that I was like, come on. <laughs> like, did anyone else have that, or were you just too caught up in the fight that it didn't matter? No. Like it all, it all makes perfect sense. Like Kingpin owns them all, and was just like, "Stay away." <laughs> Could be this Kingpin. He runs this city. This yeah, is his. City. People have to be reminded that I run the city. When Kingpin's involved and cops don't show up, I'm just like, "Oh, it's because he owns them all." Like literally, all of them are in his pocket. There's also the f- fact that there was an army of tracksuits, not just like a few tracksuits. Right. There was an army, so you can imagine like if they planned this, which they did. They could have easily blocked off a couple intersections, you know, kept kept yeah. people out, things like that. I, that's again something that could have just been one line, you know, just when he's talking sure. to to Kavi to set it up. It could have just been like, yeah, to make sure the police are, you know, busy that night or something. I think that could be a, uh, you know, it, as a New Yorker, you probably have more of a perspective on that than other people. Because to me, it was like that's like any action movie. It's just action movie logic. Like, there's going to be a 15 minute fight scene before the cops show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining the trust a bro uh, moving vans, like blocking off intersections. Yeah. No, bro, go the other way. <laughs> bro, bro. <laughs> the cops coming up and say, bro, 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 you can't come this way. <laughs> I think the only thing that like took me out of that fight sequence was when they took the Rockefeller tree down. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is a big deal. Like I've never seen the tree, but it feels like a big deal. And there's like nobody around seeing the tree on Christmas. That seems a little unrealistic to me. I don't know. I've never been to New York. I mean, there have been gunshots. I, I suppose. <laughs> but it's the tree. We have to see the tree <laughs> on Christmas. That, that definitely affected me in a strong way that I was not happy Kate Bishop did that. Like, I, I get why they did it. It looked great. But I was just like, stop destroying my city's landmarks. You broke New York. It was a beautiful scene, but like, <laughs> it was a really dumb move. Like, yeah. there was there was no way to know that Hawkeye would land well from that fall. <laughs> yeah, she was like, "Hang on, I'm about to try to murder you real quick." Transitioning to that, can we talk about all of the secondhand embarrassment I got from this episode? Because there was so much. I was so I got so embarrassed in so many parts of this episode first kate was trying to fight yelena i was like oh this this isn't gonna end well for you kate i'm sorry (laughs) like yelena's a highly trained spy for like 20 years and you you know good for you you did you know martial arts competitions but not the same (laughs) you took taekwondo classes woo <laughs> like I've done kickboxing for over a year, but if I'm like on the street and somebody comes up and tries to kickbox fight me, I screwed. I have no chance. <laughs> Just curl up in a ball. <laughs> and then Kate firing that arrow at the tree, and I was like, "This is not a smart move. This does not seem smart nope, to me. Like this is not a good idea." And then Kate fighting kingpin she's just very embarrassing to me i feel like and just I got so much secondhand embarrassment and the worst of all i just want to touch on it that dumb ass post-credit scene i hated it i hated everything about it <laughs> ash is gonna love it because she loves that stuff i hated it i mm, i did not like it it gave me so much secondhand embarrassment if that was broadway it is a disgrace the costumes are horrible the set design is awful i hate it <laughs> no, I, 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 love broad, 
<laughs> I love Broadway. I grew up going to Broadway. I would have walked out of like, the theater. Like it was to me that was funny for twenty seconds, but like it was so cringeworthy to go four minutes of it. And I kept mm-hmm. waiting for there to be like something happening in the audience. That's why we were watching. And when I just found out they just wanted me to like be uncomfortable for four minutes, I was so angry. <laughs> I hated it. They kept panning in like around the audience, like kind of trying to include that there were people there. And I'm like, yes, yes. People like, like who show me these people out there because this can't be it. This can't be all you're trying to do. Uh Nope. That's it. Wow. You're just making me cringe for a while. I knew as soon as it ended on happy holidays from Marvel and then it started showing that thing. I was like, Oh, they're just giving us a scene for the full scene from the play. They're not, they're not doing anything to, which it is a little, as someone who wants something, especially from where we are right now with like five months of nothing coming, I really needed something to like theorize on or be excited about. And like the only thing in this episode that leaves me asking questions is the D'Onofrio thing. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. Where where is he? Is he dead? Is he not? Like no. I can't. I'm I'm sure he's not. But or like you guys said, he's a variant, and we're gonna get more variants of him. Oh man, across the Spider Verse. Yeah, Spider Verse variants of of him would be fun. I mean, we are getting Spider Verse two coming out later this year. Yeah, or later next year. That's across the Spider Verse part one. That's true. Is <laughs> the name of it? Man, that's so crazy. I'm I'm so excited about that. Am I the only one that heard, maybe I like imagined it, but heard a body thud after like Maya fired the gunshot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It sounded like a, a body thud. Yeah. Um, I don't know whose body because the camera panned up. Maybe she did the classic like overpopulated city thing where she fired into the air and it was just some rando that got shot. <laughs> or she could have yeah. shot him in the leg or something and he could have just fallen down. You don't yeah. have enough to fully kill him. Just enough. Yeah. Just enough to need the cane. Or someone shot her. That happens all the ooh, time in these kind ooh. of scenarios. You, it Dumbass. pans up, you hear a gunshot, and you find out later it was the person who was Amy. Like, she gets shot in the le- other leg or something and falls. The yeah. One way I would be okay with it is if she did kill him, but then in the Echo show, a whole bunch of that show is, flash- is, is flashback. And, like, to me, Vincent D'Onofrio has to be one of the main stars of the Echo TV show. Yeah. But- if they really need him to die in this, which I will disagree with, but like at least then make an awful lot of that show about her and him before this, you know? I knew what it was. Guys, I knew what it was. Charlie Cox Daredevil showed up just <laughs> in the nick of time. Oh, yeah. I really thought and in that scene we might get Charlie Cox Daredevil. I really did. Like when she was about to kill Kingpin, or when Ki- I thought actually that Kingpin was about to like grab her gun and like start to beat her up and then like charlie cox daredevil could swing in i really wanted it so bad that was the thud was charlie cox daredevil like tackling the gun out of her hand ah, yeah it's totally. canon i'm gonna say it's canon totally canon <laughs> there it is <laughs> can we talk about jack a little bit can we talk oh, about jack a little bit sweet jack sweet <laughs> adorable jack. Sweet summer child sweet summer child Matt, I... you, ca- you called it from the beginning you you had it from the first episode you're like oh this guy means nothing <laughs> i did i did he, he's like he's like he's just a he's just a useful idiot man and he was he was wonderful <laughs> he truly was i loved how much fun he had me too like oh gosh you got to have fun doing the swordsman thing <laughs> it's just 
<laughs> it was so good. <laughs> There's all this intense drama going on, and we're watching like all this plot unfold that we've been paying such close attention to putting the pieces together and like Eleanor and her mom have a big fight. They're talking about it directly in front of Jack and like Eleanor and, like and Kate <laughs> like storm off in different directions. And he says, I feel like I'm missing something here. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Just absolutely clueless. Absolutely <laughs> clueless. Just back to the secondhand embarrassment. You just reminded me those LARPers putting on their LARPing gear. I was yeah. like, I was like, Oh, that was That's the most embarrassed I've ever been for you somebody that, that made absolutely no sense for them like i could not possibly understand why they would do that in that I moment I, did, I hated that too i didn't <sighs> it didn't make any sense why do you have more authority in larping gear i thought if anything two things they could either change into their you know cop and fire department costume or like outfits <laughs> that makes a lot more sense or yeah. that they might come out dressed as the Avengers. <laughs> because, like, there's already an Avenger there. Like, if they came out convincingly dressed like some of the Avengers and been like, yes, I'm Thor, go that way. <laughs> like, <some> just, I, <laughs> that would have been I, at least funny. It I did been. have a similar thought because, I mean, uh, geographically, they are not that far. They're maybe like two miles from probably where the show is, is playing in Broadway. Like, it's just literally across town, maybe even less than that, depending on where that theater is i kind of thought because they talked about like are we gonna get backup or whatever it is like i thought maybe they were gonna get the cast of rogers <laughs> to show up that might have been worse i know that feige recently told us that uh cox is coming back as matt murdoch whenever that's gonna be i was trying hard not to think that but like if kingpin is doing kingpin things and we're in new york city i don't understand why matt murdoch would not be involved and I was trying hard not to get too far into that, but when those guys said, yeah, let's, let's, you know, time for that plan or whatever it was, I thought for sure, like, some of the defenders were going to show up. And I was oh, man. definitely mm. disappointed they didn't. Yeah, them just dressing up as LARPers made no sense whatsoever. Like, like we got to get this crowd to trust us. Who's more trusting, trustworthy than a bunch of guys in cosplay? Like, oh what are you God. talking about? And they were just as like Vikings, and like, yes, I was like, this is embarrassing. I thought when I, when they did that, I thought maybe they were going to pretend to be as guardians, right? Like they were going to be like, yes, we're as guardians. We're the Warriors Three, and we're here to tell you where to go. Thor sent us. Like, you see, my our Thor's friend Hawkeye's right there. Something like that, maybe. But I just couldn't put it together. Then they didn't explain it, and it didn't make any sense. It never pulled together for me. <laughs> but the Warriors Three are all dead, right? But nobody knows that. Yeah, nobody on Earth knows that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've seen a couple of a couple of times in uh, in the Senior Chat when we were doing the live watch, and in the uh, Twitch Chat that it looked like they were cosplaying Eternals. Yeah. 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 I could totally see that. I'll have to look back. I don't think they were, but I could see how they it probably that weren't. Way. But it just it was it was just goofy enough, you know, mm -hmm. like the same <laughs> time period ish that they were cosplaying as Meh. ancient, <laughs> ancient, <laughs> the time period of old, <laughs> back in the day, you know, a long time ago in a galaxy. Never mind. You're welcome. <laughs> more, more, more of Jack things that I just loved was when he was just like. Hello, sweetie. Like, he's just such a great... He, like, like oh. she comes down and he's sword fighting. I got some blood on my tie. Like, it's just... I know. He's just he's so like, funny. Oh, balls. I yeah. got some blood on my tie. Are those two still together? Like, <laughs> was their whole relationship just based off her using him? Because if so, yeah. I don't think they're together anymore. No, like, I, don't, I don't call so. me sweetie. 
Does Jack know that? That's a good point. He's clueless already. I was kind of hoping Jack got taken at Christmas as well. I was a little sad. I was Jack too. I was sad that Yelena uh, and Jack weren't at Christmas. I really wanted them. I got myself all hyped up that he was going to take Yelena home for Christmas. Yeah. Yes, he took Kate and it was fine, but I really wanted Yelena because I think it would have been a really powerful moment for her to see why Nat sacrificed herself. Like, hey, this is, you know, my family. Oh. It meant so much you know, to me, you know, as you know, you know, you and Nat didn't really have much of a family. She didn't want, you know, these kids being brought up without a dad. Like, it could have been such a powerful moment. And it's fine. I got myself hyped up. It was my own expectation. That's mm. my own fault. But, oh, it would have been so good if Yelena went back with them and just saw the reason why Nat sacrificed herself. Because, like, she even asked that. And I don't think Clint gave her a good answer. She was just like, she sacrificed herself for me. And it was like, yeah, no, she yeah. sacrificed herself for your family so you yeah. could be there with your family. I mean, Yelena asked, like, what, you know, what makes you deserve it? And he said, mm -hmm. I don't. It's like, okay, cool. That's, it's fine that you're beating yourself up over that. Yeah. But like, could we just get like, could you just lay out the facts? Like, because I feel like he says the word family. Yelena's like, oh, like she kind of has that internal thing because of how special her family was to her, even though it wasn't real, like how much it meant. It was real to her. It was real to me. I think that's why he can't say it. Because if he says she did it because I have a family, the implication being because Natasha doesn't. Yelena yeah. now is like, what the mm, fuck? I guess. Ooh. I think it's two things. I think A, Clint isn't ready to accept that yet because he still is mourning that. But I also think he, like, I think in, I think, Melissa, what you were saying would have been perfect. Like, if she came back and saw that and then maybe said to Clint, like, is this part of what nine, what Natasha gave up? And he agrees. But I, I think in that moment, if he says it's because I had a family, Yelena would have just, I would want to later kill him in that moment. Like, it'd be so insensitive. Yeah. yeah. What did he say? Like, he's, like everything she did was, f like, for you or some. It, it was something along the lines of, like, she always wanted to make sure you were safe. Mm. And it kind of like oh, hinted at the yeah. reason why she um, sacrificed herself was for you to come back. He said that she talked about him or she talked about Yelena all the time. Uh, she told she told me about the um, the plane that she flew, and he said I asked her if she was scared, and she only said that all she could think about was making sure that you were safe. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my heart. Mm -hmm. I, oh. <laughs> Gotta go watch Black Widow again. <laughs> I watched it the other day. That is one of my favorite MCU films. I love mm. it. It's real good. It's so it, good. I, I just want to go back to the Jack thing for just one second, because I think there's another, like, I don't think it has to be a big deal. I don't think it has to be commented on, but it's a fun thing to notice. Like, so much of, of Kate's arc was she thought that because she could do, like, competition martial arts and competition archery, that she was ready for combat. And she wasn't. She had a lot of learning to do. Mm -hmm. um, Jack has only done, like, competition fencing and competition sword fighting. But when push came to shove, he was able to just, like, utterly kick ass. And I kind of love that for him. I don't, you know, I don't know if we know that, though. We don't know that yeah. about him. We know he was a good fencer, I think is all we know. And we know that he collects swords. No, that, but that's what I mean, is, like... Like her, he has never had to field test his skills. He's just We been... don't know that. We don't know yeah. that. Oh, we don't know that about he him. He could have been in the army or whatever. Or could, it could have been a warrior of some type. 
and just now, you know. Okay, that's fair. That's especially fair. a lot of like aristocrat type people go into the military and get actually trained to be actual fighters. I, I think that the guy who's never worked a day in his life, like that. Probably one, not. Yeah, probably not military. I, I like. I thought they were trying to tell me he's a dilettante who's net. That that's kind of where I got that from. But you're right. We don't know it for right. sure. Yeah, it's it's very possible, especially since his family's in crime and stuff. Just like, I mean, you can kind of imagine that Armand, just like Eleanor, wanted to make sure Kate was trained to fight because she's growing up in this hard world. Um, you can imagine Armand maybe wanted his nephew to know how to actually fight. So you can imagine maybe he's actually been trained. I feel like they didn't have that great a relationship though. Like in the in that first episode, they're picking at each other, but like they seem to actually be. Friendly, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Vermilion One, I have to say, makes a very good point. Jack is able to, because he's got no clue the danger he was in, it's amazing <laughs> the confidence that comes with ignorance. Yes, that's fair. <laughs> that's, yes, that's yeah, totally that's, true. You win. The invincibility yep. of youth. <laughs> oh, man. If you're, if you're rich or, or young, you think you're invincible. <gasps> yeah, oh. that's what Eleanor said. Exactly. And he... And, is rich he's been apparently. rich his whole life he's he feels confident and he just went for it uh, but also you also got to like put him up against who he's fighting like it is just the tracksuit guys and he is, does have and all their guns have been taken away by that bad uh electromagnet arrow and so like he, he's just got a sword up against a bunch of guys without any weaponry he was knocking guns out of hands oh was with he his sword a little bit but i mean if he came up against kingpin kingpin would just trash his Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. He'd rip him in half. I loved it so much. Like, the confusion of the LARPing cops. Like, he's, they're like, this guy. Like, we, we understand we're getting everybody out of here that's not involved. Is this guy involved? Like, who is the sword guy? And he's, he's like... kind of on our side, but we should probably get him out of here, too. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, one big moment we haven't talked about at all, really, is the... You're my partner. Your mess is my mess. Like Hawkeye oh, yeah. really embracing Kate as a, as his new partner, um, mm-hmm. man. And her, like we talked a lot about when the, we were talking about what this series would be about, how Hawkeye has been the guy to bring a lot of Avengers into the fold. Like he's uh, convinced Avengers to become Avengers. That's uh, for for Nat, for uh, Quicksilver, and for Scarlet Witch. And, like, in this situation, though, Kate, like, he did that for Kate, but he did it when she was six. You know what I mean? Like, and in yeah. this situation, he, he wasn't wanting to do that for her, but she did it herself and sort of volunteered to be an Avenger. And and it's just like, when I was young, aliens invaded. And it, I realized if, I, if you could do what you were doing with no superpowers, then I didn't have to be scared. And it's just like, like, a hero. Like, it's just great. And then at the end, when he has that conversation where he's like... Some people just make you better. You mm-hmm. meet some people and they just make you better. And I think it's just because, like, he's he's turned around. He's no longer Ronan. He's no longer on a killing spree. But I still don't think he'd forgiven himself. And he hadn't truly become Hawkeye in the way that he was before. The, like, hopeful, heart of the Avengers Hawkeye that always brought everyone, like, convinced everyone to turn toward the good, you know? I think we've got an opportunity, though, with him not having talked to Yelena about them being weapons. I think that because he talked to uh, to Kate about that, that Kate can be the one to bring it up to Yelena. And then sure. that can be her opportunity 
to be the heart of the Young Avengers and to to bring that team together and and get everybody you know thinking properly as a team. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it now. I would a hundred percent take more of this show. By the way, like if they if they announced a season two, I would be very into it. I want the whole of season two to just be Kate and Yelena fighting over which floor to get off of. Oh man, when she pressed all the buttons in the that elevator, so good, so annoying. <laughs> well, I knew that's what she was going to do as soon yep. as she got in the elevator. I was like, do it, and then she like went and Yelena was like, nope. Like it just like Yelena's so much more experienced and she's yeah. so much quicker, but then yep. Kate just gets the best of her slightly, and Yelena's like so uncool. So oh. rude. God, you're like an annoying little sister. Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, I, I want a whole sitcom of those two just like living yep. together. Like, I, oh, I've never wanted anything more than Yelena and Kate. Just, I need all of the situations you could put them in. Like, all those classic sitcom situations of them drawing a line down the middle of the room. And like, <laughs> all the classic sitcom tropes. I want it all. Yep. Except that in this one, uh, when it comes time to like, you know, they're they're fighting over like the last roll of toilet paper or whatever, they're actually fighting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like full house with violence. That's what we want. Yeah. Full house yeah. With violence. We, we've got an Olsen sister, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. We have the three of them is in, living in the full house house. I'm down. Oh, my um, God. That's, that's what Young Avengers needs to be. <laughs> like, like a big brother. House. Listen, guys, cut it out. Come on. Um, so a cu- just a couple things before we go into this uh, Spider-Man thing. Uh, I love the... There's a moment where Fisk, like, she tries to do, like, a Black Widow-style wrap her legs around Fisk's shoulders and have his arm to get his arm and he just yeah, throws she's going her for the flying arm bar. <laughs> yeah. He throws her. And the look on Fisk's face, the smile, the fun that he was having, like swatting this like fly this away. Fly. Oh yeah. so cool. So much oh fun. At no point in that entire fight, like if you go back and watch, at no point did he close his hand to punch her. Everything was open hand, just swatting her, mm-hmm. like shoving her, throwing her across the room. Like at no point did he like actually like legitimately take her as a threat. No, it's interesting. Cause he doesn't pull out all the stops. He's like very, very plays with her with kid gloves. Like, I don't think he would do that again now that she has blown him up, but like she really, he really didn't think of her as a threat at all. And, like, Mm -hmm. really doesn't try to go after her as a threat. I I found that really weird. I did think, like, once he started teaching her the, like, like a coin thing, you knew that had to show up. It's basically Chekhov's coin flip. Yeah. I did think that was a wonderful way to pay it off. Like, having her get to do that, to, like, set off the thing to knock out Kingpin. Yes, Mm -hmm. and taking Kingpin's cufflink to do it. Like, that was pretty rad. But also, that was the same cufflink... From when I was a boy. I just watched that episode last night and I was like, oh, it's the cufflink. It's the one. Yep. It, that's it's the, the, that's the one. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Did anybody else think that think about Jessica Jones when they were riding the train and uh, Kate was dressed the way she was in profile, wearing that big oversized coat and like sitting with her jeans and like sitting with her leg up? I was like, Kate looks a lot like Jessica Jones right now. Like, I don't know, the black hair and the, the way she, I don't hmm. know. She looked a lot like her. I just thought that was weird. 
I wish. I still want Jessica Jones. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Me too. Me too. Like I still want Kristen Ritter back. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, this is not a no K substitute for hundred percent. Like, K Bishop is her own thing. I loved Nice Shot. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love the sequence of Hawkeye creating his trick arrows. Yes. Like, I feel like we've always assumed that it's just like he got them from Tony and like he may have, but like he's smart enough to know how to put them together himself to create his own trick arrows. And it was so Mm -hmm. good. And I would just like to say, so he did get that Pym arrow from Scott, huh? Huh? From Scott, huh? yeah, yeah, could have yeah. been from anyone. Could have been from Hope for sure, but now we know it was Scott. No, so go figure. He definitely said I'll have to ask Scott about that. Yeah, <laughs> go figure. Considering it was Scott that he went and picked up in the van, like I'm just saying. I mean, just they saying they have a history. They have history. It was just the obvious <laughs> choice, you know. And you know, we don't have to go through and explain every single choice, even though Hope could have been the choice. But you know, it was the obvious choice for it to be Scott. But let me digress. <laughs> Can I offer you some lemons to go with our bitterness? <laughs> 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 some lemons to sweeten up this bitterness. <laughs> like it, it just shows like you know he didn't need tony or whoever uh to create those yeah. trick arrows like he could have just done yeah. it himself and i think that's super cool he had the arrows in the og avengers like mm-hmm. he got those from somewhere without tony i would have yeah. guessed probably shield or s- someone right Right. The bow had the connectivity with the quiver, like he was able to, and you know, it would rotate. Like, that was, where did that quiver go? I want that quiver back. That was so cool. I know. We haven't seen that since Civil War, have we? I don't think so. I know, Melissa, that you said you hated the the final scene after the credits, the the final musical scene. But Mm -hmm. I will say my favorite thing about it was the line I had never heard before, which is, Hawkeye seems cool, like a really nice guy. (laughs) (laughs) That made me laugh. That was the only part. I was like, that's all you have to say. They talked about (laughs) all the way the Avengers are all going to do their thing, their superhero thing. But Hawkeye seems cool, like a really nice guy. <laughs> like it's just like oh it's back to the first episode and like what everyone like has kind of talked about like he's kind of the joke yeah like you know everyone else is like has superpowers or you know some sort of you know other abilities and he's just a guy with a stick and a string <laughs> yep <laughs> he's still really funny with a lot of heart i mean if you remember in uh in age of ultron he <laughs> when quicksilver runs off he's just like Nobody would know. Nobody. Nobody, nobody, would, nobody know. would know at all. <laughs> what happened last, last time I saw him? Last time I saw him, he was <laughs> Ultra was sitting on. Really gonna miss him. That quick little bastard. Oh, <laughs> love that for Clint. And, okay, question, and this may be too hard of a discussion to have at four fifteen a.m. Okay. So, Ant Man. Is nope. in the play, and you no, know what I'm not. getting towards. Was so he when they, there? So when they go back in time in Endgame, does that mean they were back in the same timeline, and people now see Ant Man as part of the? Like, Stop! <laughs> not like this. <laughs> not like this. Again, this, quantum physics. No, this is uh, a discussion trouble. that we need to have in February when we're out of content okay. and we're desperate. We'll, we'll push that one off. Someone requested on the Patreon, okay? Yeah, this Hawkeye Day is not the time for it. Um, we yeah. have had this discussion a, a few times, but we will again, I'm sure. That's a discussion for once we've run out all of our Spider-Man feedback. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, speaking of, we're gonna go into a little spoiler section for Spider Man. So if you have not seen Spider Man, hey. uh, you wanna you probably wanna tune away because we're gonna spoil it. Uh, but also, before we do that, we're gonna take a short break. We'll be right back after this. Hour, we have no control over. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. Okay, so we kind of got into it before, but I was going into Spider-Man already thinking, like, I wonder if Charlie Cox will show up here. Because literally, when I'd seen uh, Far From Home, I walked out of the theater saying to my spouse, you know, if Spider-Man's going to be in legal trouble in Mm -hmm. New York City, or or I don't even know New York City, but if he's going to be in legal trouble about superhero stuff, it'd be great if Matt Murdock was the lawyer. Spider-Man gave us that Matt Murdock was the lawyer. And and I was thinking again about the whole, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Winter Soldier, you know, thing from, from way back when you had an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., then Winter Soldier, then the next episode, and it all tied together so well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they had to give us that. I felt like something was going to happen that was relevant to, like, the big fight at the Statue of Liberty, or, like, there was going to be something else that happened, or... But more than anything... If people are fighting Kingpin, Matt Murdock's going to show up somehow. Maybe even Spider-Man was going to show up, but certainly Matt Murdock was. Well, at the end of Spider-Man, he was swinging past the Rockefeller Center and the tree. And like when they were in those scenes, I was like, where's Spider-Man? He's supposed to be here. <laughs> right? And again, maybe just like the, the shield, Winter Soldier thing set the bar too high. It's to me one more reason why Kingpin, if Kingpin's actually done, it would be very disappointing to me because yep. I feel like... I know that he's very much a Spider-Man villain in a lot of the comics and stuff, but but in some of the comics, but especially now from this, Kingpin is very much established as a daredevil villain, also as the other other people villain. Mm -hmm. But to me, he has to be involved somehow. So if he wasn't going to be in this, at least I hope we'll get him in the Echo show. But I was was definitely disappointed by that. I don't know that we're going to get another turn, turn, turn kind of situation again. Yeah. It was so timely, poignant when it happened. Because like, you know, there wasn't a global pandemic, you know, first off, but people were watching S.H.I.E.L.D. That was a much more timely sort of thing. Like, it came on at X time. And, right. like, unless you had, you know, VOD or whatever, where, you know, TiVo, whatever, playback on demand, you know, you were watching it live or on Hulu the next day. Right. That's true. Either way, you were still, like, you know, right there with it in... You know, in near real time. And I feel like Hawkeye and Disney Plus have kind of not gone that tight, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. they can. I, I 100% believe that they can. And I honestly, I feel like it would have been a great service for them to have done that for us. Uh, but I just don't know that we're going to get another one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like of all the Disney plus Marvel shows we have, like, do we have any ties between them? Like we have WandaVision, Loki, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Hawkeye. And what if, but like, of like the four ones that are canon. They're just starting out. And like, we're definitely going to get, I mean, the multiverse being opened in Loki is now spilling into the movies. We've, Mm -hmm. which clearly we're in the Spider-Man spoiler section. Like Spider-Man would not be possible 
if the if the uh, events of WandaVision hadn't happened. Like, I think it's just one of these things that we like continue to have to learn to accept. Mm-hmm. Like in Winter Soldier, everyone was like, well, where's Tony? Like, things are falling from the sky and they're using his technology to murder millions of people. And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know where Tony is or what he's doing. He's off doing something else. I don't know. Like, yeah. Well, I didn't watch trailers. I didn't wake up my hopes up for any of this. It's just that especially once you give me Charlie Cox in the Spider-Man movie... That mm-hmm. especially made me like hope, but yeah, it's a small thing and we'll see. Did your theater go nuts? I was just about to say that. I was so proud of my theater. Yeah, Our theater too. was so good. Cheered the second we saw that cane. Yes. And this, when he caught the brick, you know, when the other <gasps> Spider-Men came out, all the mm-hmm. callbacks, people laughed and cheered. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. That was one of the biggest cheers. And I was like, yeah, yeah like my theater is lit. <laughs> like my theater could get it. Like, oh, it was a good time. Yeah. Th- there were six people in my theater, so I couldn't tell you. Oh, so wow. Everybody went nuts. I essentially found a theater that had very, very few people at because I didn't feel safe going to a big that theater. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your, your state's not doing great on COVID right now. No. Are any? No. No. It's fair. bad out there. <laughs> My my first theater was wonderful. My second theater was fine, but like there was a guy behind me explaining to his girlfriend why the daredevil thing was important, which is not a thing you should try to explain in the middle of a movie while you're in the theater. I gave him such a like dirty look. He like shut up. And then his daughters were on the other side over here and they kept talking. And I actually had to tell them, I was like, can you guys stop talking? You're talking right in my ear. Like... You're really ruining this experience for me. Like, I was, I was, it was, it was rough, but uh, it was just crazy. He was like, literally, like, so you see, it's two different parts of Marvel, and so we didn't know if we were gonna get the, the, this Daredevil back because he was a Netflix character. And, it's, uh, and I'm like, what are you doing? This scene is only like 30 seconds long. How are you trying to explain this right now? Yeah, like just enjoy but, it. Explain it to her later. It, come back to it. Yeah. Although. You know, after watching the movie the first time, we were like, how is the Charlie Cox reveal the smallest thing we're talking about? Exactly. Yeah. But it was one of the most relevant things to this show. And and I do think it's exactly like Jeff said, and I think Vermillion One's saying it too here. Like Jeff said, the pandemic mixed things around. There would have been more straightforward connections already with Doctor Strange, uh, Multiverse Madness, and WandaVision. Um, That's true. Like we, we, we were supposed to get Doctor Strange in WandaVision which tied to multiverse of madness and all that was supposed to happen. But there's just the pandemics really kind of messed a lot of these connections up. And I think the reason we're not getting that turn, 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 uh, winter soldier connection is because exactly like you said, you had to find a theater that you were sa- felt safe going to. And like, um, a lot of people just haven't been had a chance to see it yet. Cause they're just, it's either not safe for them. They're waiting for a week where it's a little less busy. Um, some countries haven't, it hasn't even opened yet. So it's just kind of hard to. Oh yeah. The Philippines are um, like, mm-hmm. there's been that, uh, that petition going around, like don't drag it out in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And there's at least one other, um, there's one European country that shut down all theaters. I, I will spare the listeners here, the rant, but it just seems criminal at this point that they didn't release it on Disney plus. Like I just, yeah. it's just mm-hmm. theaters aren't safe for everybody and just not. Anyway, yeah, I, just, yeah. I'm so I'll just I'll mostly focus it on a, HBO and Warner Brothers are doing the right thing. They're releasing Matrix at the same time online, and I just oh they are that's I awesome. hope that's what everyone else starts doing. Yeah, it, it's it's obviously it's wonderful that they're doing that. I, I agree with it. I understand that Disney 
is trying to get back to where they're making the big money again, but it, it sucks. Um, obviously, people's health is more important than the big money. And they did. They got an Avengers size opening for this last movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number three highest opening weekend ever, I think. I think it's number two now. Was it number two? Yeah. Beat Infinity War. In the middle of it, they were like, it's behind Endgame and The Force Awakens. Oh, really? Maybe we're looking at like different worldwide and domestic. Could be. It's very high up there either way. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Last two things we have from the chat. Spike493 says, at the beginning of the episode, when Eleanor said, King, said to Kingpin, I have copies of stuff in a safe place. She done effed up. Yes. True. yes. Like I said, I'm watching Daredevil now and I was like, oh, that's not a good idea. Man. No, Man. not a good idea. <laughs> Don't tell him that. He'll kill you on the spot. I wonder what the safe place is and if she still has them and if that will come into play later. I'm, I'm really curious. Um, also, Vermillion One in the chat says, I'm totally expecting the last scene with Kingpin to be the opening scene of the Echo series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I can see that. I can totally see that. It is time for us to get out of here, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Matthew Fox, Melissa Khalil, you guys let us know where to, people can find your stuff. Superhero Ethics. We're talking about The Witcher. Um, Star Wars Universe Podcast. We're about to talk about the uh, Book of Boba Fett. Marvel Movie Minute. I'm talking about Thor. Um, Matt and Jeff have both been guests. Melissa will try to definitely get you as a guest on next season. Paul's been a guest. Ashley's been a guest. Uh, you've probably been a guest out there, whoever you are in the listener world, because we talked about a lot of minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, check out The Witcher, check out uh, Star Wars Universe Podcast, and uh, have uh, good luck, have fun. Yeah. I binged the season of The Witcher. It is so good. It's ridiculously good. I mm-hmm. haven't finished the season yet, but it's we're having a lot of fun talking about it. It's awesome. Yeah, anything you want to plug, Melissa? Yeah, I mean, I'm here on the podcast so thanks for listening as well as i run the stranded panda tiktok so if you are on tiktok head over to at stranded panda and give us a follow scroll through our our vids if you like they're pretty fun yes no maybe you'll like them but either way give us a follow and drop a like or two 100 percent let's kill it on the tiktok if our scheduling holds true, we should be kicking back up into a weekly game show land maybe trivia maybe other maybe stuff. bi-weekly yeah, or something too. like that we'll, we'll we'll definitely let you guys know next week before the new year starts because that's when we're supposed mm-hmm. to start back some either trivia or something we got to figure out what we're doing exactly last thing please go subscribe to bingers assemble we did the whole run on spider-man and yesterday we dropped our first episode of the matrix uh we're doing the matrix series this week and uh just a lot of fun we're having a lot of fun over there so uh bingers assemble sorry one of the one of our Find Stranded Panda podcast that we're really trying to grow the feed of. So please go check it out. Hit subscribe. Can I just say, I'm so glad I listened to the Bingers episodes on all the Spider-Man movies before I saw No Way Home. So helpful. And so much that you guys were talking about came back in No Way Home. And you guys hit the bullseye in every single thing. It was just, oh, it was so satisfying. I just did not expect to get as much of the characterization. I kept saying on Bingers, we're doing all this talking about what we want of the characters but I'm sure we're overthinking it. And we weren't like, they really cared. And they like really like, I think we're planning to do another episode of that on bingers where we like kind of listen to our previous thoughts and like, see if we see if we think they fulfilled it. Um, but we just haven't had a chance to get together on that yet. So, but anyway, binge, that, that series was super fun. And the matrix we just started yesterday and I can't wait to watch reloaded tomorrow and cast about it. It's gonna be fun. All right, guys. Peace. 
Until next time, true believers. Happy holidays. Best of us for the rest of us. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.